0: Hello and welcome to episode two of the Canary Club podcast. We're broadcasting to you from Marek's little recording studio at his home in Hitchin, Hertfordshire, which is about a 20 second walk from where I live. So a nice easy trip to make. Marek, how are you doing? I'm
1: very well, thank you. Yeah.
0: Good to be with you once again for another podcast. We'll try and squeeze one in before I go on holiday next week. I know you're nice. going off as well. Yeah, where are you going? Uh, just to France for a couple France, of weeks. just to yeah. France. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> well, fortunate as we booked it a couple of months ago. and. Yeah and yeah. um, now the restrictions of ease we are able to go there so oh, very good. lucky yeah
1: was yeah, no, it's good it's about time we get out and about anyway it's just about being sensible mm-hmm.
0: isn't it going to have to try and catch the FA Cup final after uh, arsenal's place has confirmed a uh, all london final i tell
1: um, you, we we need to get this off our chest first <laughs> because like you know we're a couple of gooners as you probably know and uh, listen could
0: you could you call that um, I felt more confident after the Liverpool win um, because I thought we looked so much better at the back. Yes. Um, in terms of Pep Guardiola's team selection, when he went with the same team that beat Arsenal three yeah. 0 that exact same team, I thought, really, is that is that a hint of arrogance in there? In terms of team, how man. how much you know how much tactically he's just thought what it what it's worked once. Yeah. And in terms of City, haven't really changed their setup. We have they haven't they didn't adapt to what. Pep, Pep would have known it was a five at the back, I think the, eight, the Maitland-Niles at uh, at left wing-back might have shocked him a bit, sure. I think it shocked us, I thought he did really well. It did okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, in ta- tactically we just sat back and I, I I think I compared it to a game of rugby in the <laughs> second half and just turns the City coming at us and just hitting a brick wall and kept coming and then all back me and gets the second goal and... Sure. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and Arsenal also have a potential Community Shield final, even if they lose the FA Cup final. Listen, right,
1: if we get any silverware <laughs> out of this season here, I am going to be absolutely flabbergasted, yeah. you know. Um, and, and fair play, it's our 21st uh, FA Cup final, which is a record. Um, yeah, broke our own record, I believe. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm... I was really delighted with the way that we played. I thought David Luiz big game. He's going to throw a wobbly, but he seemed okay at Liverpool. But as we know, he's very uh, he's capable. And then to see the honey monster next to him as well, it was just like, <laughs> oh no, what's Mustafi doing there? Hmm. Um, and and fair play, he did all right. You know, he he did. All right. I thought our defence was was pretty solid. Kieran Tierney absolutely. Quality again showed his quality to set uh, the boomerang up, mm. and um, and yeah, I've, to be to be fair, I mean, yeah, they didn't look like really. I mean, they 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 slung everything in the kitchen sinkers, uh, and they just couldn't seem to break it down. And it was I was very pleased to say, well, here we go, our defence has held out, you mm. know. So.
0: I mean, for a couple of sort of old-fashioned centre-backs who love to head the ball and then you're slinging in balls to Gabriel Jesus, it's just not going to work. And then you see Olivier Giroud in the semi-final yesterday for Chelsea and just the perfect man to put crosses into. And I think every club needs someone like that. And Arsenal have missed him a bit, I think. Well,
1: I think, yeah, because I I, I did say this as well. I just sort of thought that the way he was played, he does need people sort of to be feeding off of him as well. He can hold a ball up, he can put that little ball in. Or if, if there's like 12 people and Giroud, in the box, and you stick it in hard and low. Chances are Giroud's going to get some part of his body on it and turn it in. I liked Giroud, but um, like you say, we never had the we never had the playing style no. that suited his game.
0: No, and I think we thought of a link with Ozil and it never, never really came for many reasons. So no. potential for silverware for Arsenal, even if it's not an FA Cup, they will be in that Community Shield final against Liverpool due to Chelsea's European commitments.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, that p- potentially could be the first big uh, football game back with supporters in the ground okay. uh, after Boris Johnson's announced. Um, he said uh, initial pilot schemes will start from the 1st of August. Uh, but any stadium reopens would have to be COVID secure and subject to the guidelines. Um, and well, we can only really be looking ahead to games like that if we were, can have successful pilot schemes. Uh, there's one- a bit
1: of a difference between popping down to mm. Sainsbury's and, and filling a stadium with eighty thousand people. You know, is, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <There's>
0: well, a- <laughs> it will be socially distanced. But I suppose that also the problem is the transport there. If you think getting to Wembley on the train is a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. and places like that um, and then you've got to get it's getting everyone in and out mm. um, it started back in france there was a psg game i think they are at dijon which is quite a small ground and it actually looked like the fans were quite packed in there but france to be fair have done really well okay. um, with with the virus and then they have psg mm. at the parc de Princes, and they obviously they could get a load of fans in there in the bigger ground um, at the oval on the 26th of july it's sussex v middlesex in a two-day uh, cricket game and that is expected to be the first any of any sporting game in the UK, uh, back with supporters. So we will see how that goes. Get my only res- yeah, my only reservation with it is in sports like cricket. When you hit the ball into the crowd, you've potentially got a spectator with the virus throwing it back. So I suppose. Every time that happens, you've got to get the sanitizer out and wipe it, and we'll, yeah. we'll probably be seeing that of the Premier League as well. Um, yeah, I'd have thought so. Unless they put know. up some nets, I suppose, like in the Bundesliga, <laughs> yeah. but yeah,
1: put a, I think that's not that's not such a bad shout, really. You know, putting a net up to stop that kind of thing. You know, if they, you know, they're obviously sort of concerned about uh, those kind of things. You know, um, then yeah, I think that's a good, it's a good security against it, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, an action-packed week uh, in the English Football League. I know the League 1 and 2 seasons have come to a close with the playoffs uh, being played out. I do have
1: to just say that I thought Chelsea absolutely bullied Man United, Mm. by the way. I think they owned them and United just didn't seem to click. No. And it's down to the gun, I'm afraid.
0: Uh, Well, David De Gea as well. We're going to talk about the England goalkeeper situation a bit Uh, later, but, I mean, David De Gea, uh, I I just think he's been so inconsistent over... A number of years, and I feel sorry for Sergio Romero. I think so. You know, a good goalkeeper, a good well, I solid think he's goalkeeper. Every bit as good
1: as De Gea, you know, and, and he's proved it when he's been called upon, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it could be poly tricks. It could be anything going on down there. I mean, De Gea is. Uh, I've got my fingers in the air now. World class, you know. <laughs> um, so I mean, maybe that's what's getting him in ahead of.
0: Mm. So um, looking at the championship Before we go into that There was a playoff final On Monday night uh, A week ago today Wickham Wanderers beat Oxford United 2-1 Really good result for them And maybe Oxford It was a bit too early for them uh, To make their journey into the championship Uh, So they secured it with a 2-1 win uh, With a late penalty It's their first ever time That they'll be in the championship And another person their first ever championship run out is Adebayo Akinfenwa who'll be starting their next season how good will it be to see him
1: well yeah it's going to be great to see so he's very pacey, very strong i mean he puts you in mind of Emil Heskey that kind of that kind of a striker you know um yeah going to be going to be good fun looking forward. i mean mm. the championship it's it's a bit there's a big distance between the championship and division 1 I, I think so So that's a big step up and a bit of a big ask, but hey, you know he's he's a he's a big boy. He can uh, let's see if he can
0: shine. Mm, Good character uh, as well, certainly. We also had some national league players, which we'll have a look at later. Um, But you know, one of the biggest stories over the last couple of days is the Leeds United promotion for the first time in sixteen years of a special club, really. And. Not the most popular in England, I know they've got their fan rivalries, but it does seem everyone is really pleased to see them back in the top flight.
1: Yeah, I I can imagine Jack Charlton smiling down from the clouds upstairs, and Mm. and you know he 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 would have been pleased to see, and probably well aware that that before he died that Leeds United were going to win promotion back to the Premiership, and uh, they played better football than they did, even though I mean they had some of the greats, Billy Bremner, Laurie Muller We was was touching on these players uh, earlier on, great, great. Uh, Players, you know, Um, and they seem to have found their feet again. But I mean, Leeds just never really kind of got it together. Do you know what I mean? They were kind of, they'd they'd make a little bit of a run, and then uh, because, of course, they were borrowing, um, they were borrowing our our boy, weren't they?
0: Yeah, Eddie and Ketia. But I mean, that was interesting because there's a limit to how many lone players you can have in the first 11. Yeah. Um, and so I couldn't really get away into the side, and yeah. uh, Patrick Bamford was playing most games. I'm, I think, you know, it's a really good team, and I, I think they will stay up in the Premier League. Do you think so? Um, but I do think they need to, um, they need to recruit a better striker than Patrick Bamford. He's never really done it for me.
1: Where was he? He was,
0: uh, was he at Chelsea? Uh, um, Chelsea, and then like many, went on loan to a few clubs. I think Middlesbrough. I want to say Crystal yeah. Palace as well. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been about a bit, um, but never really done it for me. But um, Pablo Hernandez, really good, um, creative attacking player. So, you know, holding to him. Calvin Phillips, very excited to see what he can do mm-hmm. um, in the Premier League. A lot of talk about him potentially could be at the Euros squad if he really delivers. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about him. And uh, Marcel, Marcel Bielsa. Um, cannot wait to see him, yeah. you know, perched on that mm-hmm. uh, on the drinks cooler, uh, <laughs> on on some you know famous touchlines in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, we've been waiting for this for a while. He's come, he's come over here, um, and when he came, the, the Leeds fans, you know, they were absolutely buzzing because mm. if you look at the people who you know look up to him, Guardiola, Bielsa, yeah. um, not Bielsa, Pochettino, yeah, yeah, Pochettino yeah. Um, obviously a very special manager.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. But he's done he's done wonders, hasn't he? You know, and um, I I just. I mean, yeah, with with all hats off and bowed and everything else down, I just still see Leeds United coming up and being uh, being a bit of a Norwich. Mm. Um, unless there's some investment there. Like you say, they they need to get a striker in uh, and they need a couple of holes plugging up, you know, because in the Premier League, again, it's not quite a step from the first of the Championship, but it is still a step and some, some clubs just sort of don't manage to, to, to survive. Um, during you know like Norwich yeah. and know uh, yeah, Bournemouth have had a little run. I'm not going to knock those, but even even I could include you know huge football clubs like Aston Villa when you do get knocked down and you know they they could be going back down again.
0: You know it's interesting because Fulham came up a couple of years ago, spent loads of money, Andre Schurrle, players like that, straight back down. Villa with the same, yeah. and Sheffield United spent signed about two players and look at them now up to seventh and. So I suppose it can go either way, you have to get that right balance.
1: Yeah, Sheffield United have got players that want to play for the club, you know, they, they, they're they not wage hyped or anything like that, you know, they're, they're heart and soul. And heart and soul will win over, you know, financial gain every time, for, for me. That's why I think Sheffield United have not only stayed up, but they've actually put in a shout and a claim for European spot.
0: Well, one big news, um, one big news item that broke yesterday was the uh, sacking of Nigel Pearson and assistant Craig Shot, Shakespeare from Watford with two games to go. And when, uh, when Pearson took over, the ex-Leicester boss, uh, Watford were in the relegation zone. He now leaves them outside the relegation zone. Two tough games left, but. Yeah. Um, they un they're not actually going to uh, appoint a new manager. I mean, who would come in now? No. I don't, I don't even think you'd get Sam Allardyce in now, no matter how much you paid him. just to yeah. Keep him up for the you last might game. Get Harry you might be Yeah, you might well do. So their under-23 coach Hayden Mullins will take charge for the last two games. And then they'll look to get new managers in this uh, next season. And, and you almost get the feeling they might just stay up. And then it's, it just seems to be the same every year at Watford.
1: Yeah, I mean, who would be a Watford fan, eh? Um, you know, the 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 heart's up and down, up and down. I I would like to see them survive because obviously they're a Hertfordshire cheer team, mm. and and you know, I kind of consider them to be a, a local team, and I've got a little, little little bit of a gooey spot for Watford, you know. And um, but I I don't see how they're gonna really survive. Even if they stay up this year, you know, there's, there's, there's you know, they need a redeck. They really do, you know. Talk about old wallpaper. <laughs> you know, they, they really do need to sort of and, and I think sacking Pearson was is, is really the wrong thing to do, especially like with two games, give the man give the man the benefit of the doubt, you know, you was in the relegation zone, now all right, you're hovering dangerously above it. Um, you know, give the man a chance. I thought it was a bit out of order
0: mm. and a bit quick. Well, I, and I thought getting rid of Craig Shakespeare as well, who had a good spell at Leicester. I think we might remember after Claudio Ranieri came in there and did well to get rid of him as well and put your full confidence in this under twenty three coach. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure he would have been expecting coming in now with two games to go, but mm. that's the sort of situation that Watford have got themselves in, man. Well, do crossed, you think they would? Do you think they'll just stay up though?
1: Um, it's, it's, what's, what's it now? I mean, they've got thirty four points and a game in hand over the bottom two. I think we can say goodbye to Bournemouth, mm. um, Aston Villa. Uh, you know, got
0: <laughs> Arsenal next. Um, yeah, it's Villa, yeah, it?
1: yeah, that, that's a funny one. You see, if, I've, I've, I mean, I can go back in history and know that Villa used to be a thorn in our side. Not quite the thorn that Southampton was. No. But um, but certainly a tricky little team, you know. Especially when they're fighting, you know, they're 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 going to be totally bang up. For tough
0: it. place to go as well, even with no fans.
1: Yeah, tough place to go up there. It's always raining.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, given that Villa, I mean, Villa are on exactly the same. Um, Apart from the goal difference, is separating them at the moment. So it depends on what happens there. Um, and I think it's up, you know, it's for the under twenty three year olds coach to, to grab it by the by the horns. That's certainly what I'd do if I, I was thrown into that situation.
0: I mean, it's a, it's a weird situation for him because he may feel even if they win it with flying colours, he he still probably won't be there next season. They'll find someone else and get him in. But you know, you hope if if they do well or if they get relegated, they might give him a bit of a chance, as we saw with Fulham and Scott Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even though when they went down Um who, who will replace these um, these three teams going down we know Leeds are going yeah. up Brentford just sit uh, One point behind West Brom in the automatic spots uh, and they're joined by Fulham Knott's Forest and Cardiff in the playoffs Swansea three points off Cardiff yeah. um, So a bit of a Welsh rivalry for that last playoff spot the interesting thing is if Brentford finish uh, do indeed finish third. There is a sort of curse where the team that finishes third, because they go all out for the automatic promotion spots, I mean, we can't rule out Fulham as well, Sure. Uh, looking at a return. But the, normally the team that finishes third in the championships never win the playoffs. Uh, weird, so right, will will that be a bit of a curse for Brentford that they can break?
1: Well, I I would like Brentford to go up because, again, they're one of my little kiddie teams that I used to sort of look, look out for. And so I really want Brentford to do it, but... Like, it seems like West Brom the other day, you know, Brentford are just kind of almost seemed like they're throwing it away, you know, and they don't need to, you know, I saw I saw them uh, play the other day, and um, I'm not sure even who that was against now, I'm just checking it, yeah, a- against, um, come on boy, search that deep head of yours, against Stoke, <laughs> that's who it was, mm. Um and you know, it was, it was just lackluster, there was nothing going forward. Uh, anything that was going forward was just sort of, you know, wild shots. Um, and on their day, you know, Brent would have beat anybody.
0: But last season at griffin park as well isn't it they're moving to a new stadium so imagine if they do you know move up to the premier league have a new stadium to go to would right. be because brilliant for them if they could get fans and fans back in there as well uh, and yeah. would be fantastic um another Hertfordshire club or oh, bedfordshire luton as well yeah. hovering around the relegation places big win at the weekend can they do it eh? mm, can uh, they do it? just a late late goal beat hull 1-0 who are rock bottom of the championship still in with a chance though uh, with Well, with this one game left, but goal difference took a knock after that Wigan, Wigan defeat. Charlton faced Leeds on the last day of the season. Now, Leeds, we've seen what's happened to Liverpool after they've won the title. Not yeah. the same with Leeds. They actually beat Derby yesterday with yeah, a bit of fire it. in their bellies after what happened last year in the playoffs and the Spygate scandal. Hmm. Um, can Charlton pull off a result there? No.
1: <laughs> uh, basically yeah. I've got I've got a, uh, a young friend of mine who's a Charlton supporter and he'll know just as well as I do mm. no they they ain't going to beat Leeds
0: well, sorry Luton face Blackburn uh, who are up in 10th and got a couple of good players there as well it's, so it really could go either go. way yeah. um in terms of goal difference, Charlton are minus eleven, Luton minus twenty nine. So yeah, it, a it could, difference. yeah. So that might just keep them up in the end. But I so? Yeah. I mean, Luton shot up the division. So just to be, you know, even just to be in League One next season, it's still from a cup from a few years ago. It is, a, it is a massive achievement.
1: Yeah. Especially um, seeing
0: Stephen is go down into the national league. That's why
1: I was just about to touch on. Mm. That I was going to think. You know, last thing you want is Luton to sort of, you know. Do do they survive and then you know you have another torrid year or do they go down and and you know have a good year and and recoup and but like, yeah they've 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 done great to end up where they where they are now Luton and uh, I really hands on heart because I like I like Luton you know they're just down the road and uh, I I had trials there when I was a kid um, I want them to stay up absolutely definitely you can send Charlton down. Hmm. Um, sorry guys
0: <laughs> Another club potentially with a new stadium soon as well A lot of that at, um, at the moment uh, Not Also a club not too far down the road is Saracens In the uh, in the first division of Rugby Union Not for much longer though they've been handed a massive points deduction right. uh, There's a big scandal there throughout this season um, But the good news for them uh, and their manager is that Maro Otoji and Owen Farrell, um England internationals, have joined a host of other rugby internationals in saying they will stay there for long term despite their relegation to the second division, Uh, they're also still in the Heineken Champions Cup, that's going to uh, be on the September the 19th, that's a return of rugby, also the return of non-league football which we'll touch on later (laughs) and in next week's episode Um, and Eddie Jones, the England coach, has said they'll have no problem picking Saracens players even if they're in the division below, so that's good yeah. news for Saracens fans.
1: Yeah, I mean you can't you can't punish the players for the dull scuggeriness of the board um, and what they get up to and sh- shenanigans they get up to. You know, a lot of it you know, rubs off. It shouldn't rub off on the players. Uh, so that's that's good. I mean, rugby's got a different system of honour anyway to f- mm. to football. So um, I, it doesn't surprise me at all that the the coach is happy to pick.
0: Okay. Um, last week we talked a bit about Japanese football. And we had a good yeah. story from you um, talking about yeah, you, your love story of Japanese football. Today yeah. uh, we're going to talk about some veterans of the Japanese football system. Yeah, I think
1: the Japanese have got a different look about, you know, a different idea about what a veteran is. I <laughs> mean, there's um, we've got a guy who's uh, known as uh, Nakayama Gon, who's played uh, at every level. Uh, and, and, he's, uh, and he's still playing at, at age 53, he's still playing in the third tier of Japanese football, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's not like quality football, but it's, it, it is still sort of equivalent to, I suppose, our, our um, second division or, or the, the, what's the league outside the, the conference, mm. um, that, that kind of level, but still 53, I mean, I'm 58, I'm thinking five years ago, could I, could I, fair play to him. You know, it's a, again, it's a different level, and he, he's still—he's not. Not only is he still playing, um, he's also a huge influence on those players, especially the younger players in that in the club. You know, um, the name of the club that he's he's playing at uh, is is just sort of slightly off by of radar at the moment. But I will get that to you in a moment. Um, but there is actually another veteran that's doing a little bit better than him. Um, who is uh, Kazuyoshi
0: Miura Mm. Uh, An interesting one plays for uh, Yokohama FC in the second division of Japanese football so one above uh, the other um, started his career at Santos uh, in 1986 the Brazilian side then went to Palmeiras also in Brazil and he's also made six appearances for the Japanese futsal team so you know a man of a couple of talents um, Um, amazing still going you sort of hear about that every year I mean the, the Japanese football Leagues don't get much press over here in no. the UK, but you know that's always a popular story. And yeah. I suppose the the one year contract extensions keep on coming. And well,
1: I don't know. Also, I mean, he's gonna j- just to touch as well. Yokohama are in, the, are in the J League One, by the way. Oh. so they're in the top flight. So he's he's. I don't think he's getting as much game time yeah. as he'd probably like. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's in the, he's in the top flight. Um, yeah, sorry, we was touching on.
0: Uh, well, he played for the futsal team um, yeah. as well um, well about about fifteen years ago, the yeah. Japanese futsal team made six appearances for them, and maybe his time in Brazil contributed to that sort yeah. of learning the skills that learning he picked up skills, over there absolutely
1: and and he 's such a huge influence on on any club i mean a world world star I mean he played in the japanese world World Cup team. And uh, he he I mean I'm sure some football fans over here know who Kazuyoshi Miura is you know and uh, yeah when I was over in Japan I mean he would have been he would have been considered an old old player in his thirties um, yeah. even then but who was to know that he hadn't even reached his prime yet you know and that he was ready to go on and do other great sort of things but yeah I mean having a guy like that your merchandise price is going to go up everybody wants your kit with Kazuyoshi on it you know it's like having uh, what can I say? They could have Lionel Messi on an Arsenal shirt, you know, or whatever. It's just like, Whoa, yeah, you know, we've got Messi. Who cares that he's fifty three? Mm. You know, he's he plays for Arsenal.
0: Is he is he more of a star footballer or a bit of a cult hero because of you know, because of his age and the fact he's still playing?
1: I think it's a little bit of both now. I mean I mean he was always a very um, dominant striker, um and, and was always sort of, you know. Miura's got the ball, it's like, you know, everybody's sort of mm. up out their seats, well, let's see what he's going to do now, a little bit of a trickster. Um, obviously, the level is different to, to European football and stuff like that, um, but still, it it has their shining stars, and I think uh, Miura is definitely, definitely one of them, and it shows, you know, it shows now the man's 52, I think, uh, and he's still in a top-flight team.
0: Mm. Well, to keep fit and healthy uh, that long, I mean, every pre-season must feel even harder. Um, as he gets older, um, but fair play to him, still going.
1: Mind you, some people don't age, you know, Freddie. Some people can just, you know, I've seen people at sixty and they're sort of, you know, on a building site, up and down ladders, and you think you're sixty, blimey, you know, they just, they just, they just don't. No, age.
0: I've got an uncle in New Zealand like that, oh. um, you know, just going up and down the mountains every day, working up there, and you just, you, you can't see how he's, how he's that old, but you know, mm-hmm. must be, must be the lifestyle that he lives and. Um, and the same and the same as Miura um, going down t- to the National League. Um, Boreham Wood two one win against Halifax, um, and so. one of Hitchin's own, Kane Smith, uh, score the equaliser. Did he really? Former Hitchin right back um, puts hi- um, puts Boreham Wood, another fairly local club. Yes, uh, they go to Harrogate next weekend in the semi final, and then Wembley awaits for promotion to League Two. So it could be. Uh, Stevenage is go one way, Boreham would go the other, and Barnet also beat the Oval so two 0 Yeah,
1: Barnet beat the Oval two. So local well.
0: clubs doing well. Yeah,
1: good. I mean, Barnet have they've, they've been struggling for a while now, haven't they? And uh, and you know we we need them back up, man. It's a, it's only down the road, is it? You know you can go down there and get in for like twelve quid, fifteen quid, and and go and watch what you used to. Be able to go and watch a a, a decent standard of football, you know.
0: Uh, well, I've got a couple of stats here We're talking about the National League That that season has yeah. been completed on uh, The computerised points-by-goal system yeah, um, And as these playoffs are completed Spare a fought for Ebsfleet United They are set to be relegated by 0.002 points <laughs> Due to this points-for-game system I'll credit Oli Bayliss, the um, non-league football expert on Twitter for this one, but, I mean, by the skin of your teeth has well, a whole new close, meaning. Yeah. You know,
1: it's good, God. Hey, you're going to absolutely be gutted, aren't you, going mm. down on that one? But, hey, you know, there's no margin for error, is there?
0: I think the, the last the last live game I watched before lockdown, uh, excluding the Belarus league, was Fleet. Right. I think they played Halifax and it ended in a draw. That was the lo- on that last weekend before... Um, Before everything was shut down And I've got another stat here Since Liverpool won the league Their fans have set off fireworks in two games The the Manchester City game and the Arsenal game And I can confirm that they've lost both of them (laughs) So don't set off fireworks outside grounds If you you want to win games
1: Yeah, especially if you want to go... um Overturning records, mm. yeah, Arsenal stopped them from uh, beating up Man City's record, obviously. So City fans are all over us at the moment. So maybe they kind of said, you know what, Arsenal, you've done us a favour. We'll uh, we'll let you slip through to the final. Mm.
0: Well, Mikel Arteta as well against his, you know, against his old sidekick Guardiola, getting one over him as well. Yeah,
1: well, you know, maybe you not you don't, you don't think there was a little bit of sort of under the table sort of. Listen, give us the three points in the <laughs> league, and we'll give you the FA Cup.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, City. Mine's fully focused on the Champions League Absolutely. as well, which we're going to preview uh, next week. That sort of mini World Cup style tournament. They're talking about it. Um, last yeah. thing to touch on um, next summer, uh, if all goes well, uh, is the European Championships pushed back a year. I think they're still calling it Euro Twenty Twenty, even though oh, it's in Twenty Twenty One. So um, that's a bit. That's a bit of a strange one. Should but call it Euro Corona. <laughs> Um, Gareth Southgate has a decision to make in many areas of the pitch. I mean, we should take some time one week to maybe pick our squads. You know, with about a year to go until, until the tournament. But certainly at the moment, goalkeeper seems an outstanding one. Um, As a former goalkeeper yourself, you you know you've you've been watching three goalkeepers: Pickford, Henderson. Um, and Pope of Ev- of Everton, Sheffield United, yeah. and Burnley respectively. Which one of those gets the number one jersey if you're the manager?
1: If I'm the manager, um, probably give it to Pope actually. Um, but Henderson's a real close second. Um, Jordan Pickford. Sorry, mate. Um, you're you know you're a fine goalkeeper, but you you just you just aren't. Our, you're not our number one.
0: No, I think I'd agree that Pope's shown definite consistency, and I suppose in that in that Burnley team, there's you know the opponents you're playing. There's always going to be chances against you. you
1: well, you're going to be you're going to be an onslaught in mm. those games, aren't you? You know the same, like I say, it's, it, not so much with Sheffield United because they've got a good defence. So he's got a good defence, an intelligent uh, defence that are prepared to throw their soul and heart and soul on the ground. Um, in front of him, so you know he's always got a bit of help. But at Burnley, you know you've got some erratic guys there. You <laughs> know me and Tarkowski, uh, capable of anything. Uh, so you do need. That's why I think sort of I would probably opt for Pope because he's been up against it the most, and he's and he's he's come out of it all right.
0: Yeah, I mean Henderson as well. Really good goalkeeper. Really showed his they're skills. All, they're all
1: good. Listen, they're all great goalkeepers. I just think that jo- Jordan Pickford is, is the third in the pecking line I, right. I do, but I'd take all three.
0: Yeah, well, showed his penalty saving skills though last summer in the World Cup uh, yes. in that Colombia shootout. Um, I mean, you could you could do what Holland did in the twenty fourteen World Cup, sub him on with about two minutes yeah, to go of extra time. The yeah, you ne- you never know with that. Um, well that's that's pretty it's flown by this podcast it does
1: it does fly by doesn't it I mean I've, I've, I've spent a, a couple of minutes of it mumbling and fumbling through my <laughs> junk box brain of mine it's, uh, it's just lockdown everything got put into little boxes and shoved to the back of my head so pulling facts out yeah, well it's nice <laughs> to pull football
0: back to the front yeah of it, I it think. is
1: no I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it and I mean no more than the other day you know when we when we saw the result go our way and go also go Chelsea's way Um on a closure note, right, because again, we uh, we are Gooners in case you don't know, it's an all London final. Have we got what it takes to do, Chelsea? Uh,
0: if we can avoid a repeat of the Europa League final, we certainly can, um, I think. Um, well, we'll be previewing that final in a bit more detail next week, as well as Absolutely. the Champions League mini tournament. And we're going to also take a detailed look into the return of non league football. Thank you very much for listening.